Good evening and welcome to People of Note on this Sunday evening. This is a program which happens every Sunday and in it I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. My guest in tonight's program is Friedrich Ditsch who comes from Dresden and recently we've had the Dresden Sing Academy in Johannesburg performing the War Requiem by Benjamin Britten, so I thought it would be a good opportunity to get someone from the choir to talk about life in Dresden and in the Dresden Zing Academy and what it means to them to come to South Africa. Now, Friedrich likes to be called Fred, and I have to tell you that he's got laryngitis, so his voice is rather lower than normal. He is a bass, but he's now a double bass. Good evening, Fred. Good evening, Richard. And welcome to the program. Thank you invi for inviting me. Uh, and it's great. You've come all the way from Dresden to be here in South Africa for a week or so. And just tell us a little bit about the project that we're involved in, because I've been involved in it as well, to perform the War Requiem. Just tell us a bit about it. Well, the whole project is about a cooperation together with choirs and, uh, and uh, orchestra from Dresden as well as choirs and orchestras from South Africa and uh, I would have thought it, it to be rather exotic but why not try and it worked out perfectly didn't it it certainly did and you are in your choir the Dresden Zing Academy you have an official position yes I've been elected to the board of the Zing Academy Dresden as the, the vice uh, chairman yes just recently but uh, well, let's see. <laughs> and this is quite an old choir, the Dresden Zing Academy. It's been around for some many years. Yes, it's been founded as a teacher's uh, choir in 18-something. It's about 125 or 30 years old. Is that normal in Germany? Are there a lot of old choirs? Well, in the 19th century, there has been uh, quite a movement to uh, to set up lots of choirs for the for the upper middle class people who are interested in in culture and can afford to to spend something in their in their free time well and you're starting with a piece by anton bruckner this is a, a famous motet by him called locus iste this is the bavarian radio chorus under eugen jochum that was the motet locus iste by anton bruckner performed by the Bavarian Radio Chorus under Eugen Jochum. Now, what sort of music do you sing in the Dresden Zing Academy? Well, we've got several choirs in our Zing Academy. There's a children's choir, there's a senior's choir, there's a grand choir, uh, just because of the amount of people singing with it, and uh, there's a chamber choir. And um, I'm in the grand choir, and we mostly perform... Um, uh, auditoriums and and uh, yeah, chorus symphonic things with o big orchestra and so forth, but but also a cappella, like as the piece we've just heard. Yes. Is that the sort of music sometimes that you sing? Uh, we haven't sang yet, uh, especially this part. But yes, sure. Yeah, and you do concerts only in the state of Saxony because that's Dresden is in the state of Saxony. Yes, it's the capital of Saxony. And we mostly do concerts in Dresden, but also in the, in the surroundings and also in, in Germany all over. But uh, we can afford not every year a tour going around in Germany and rarely to outside Germany. Yeah. 
Oh, so this is quite unusual for it you is, to come to South Africa. It is very unusual. We've had some tours already to, to Finland and the States and to Great Britain, but South Africa is the most exotic uh, place we've been so far. And, and I must say, from, from our side, I think we are very lucky to have you here with your conductor, Eckhard Klem, because he is conducting one of the performances here, and the other one will be conducted by Milko Kersten, who is the director of the, the Youth Orchestra. Right. Uh, he's uh, doing a very, very good job w- with his uh, Youth Orchestra of Saxony, and... Um, we are very glad to have them here, and I always find it very amazing to see and hear them making music. They are, they are better than some professional uh, adults' uh, orchestras. Yeah, and they're aged sort of between 14 and 18, it seems to me, when I was looking at them on the stage. I think they do a fantastic job. They really do. I was amazed, yes. Yeah. Well, your next choice is by Richard Strauss, and this is the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra playing Moonlight Music. That was Moonlight Music by Richard Strauss, the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Christoph Eschenbach. Now, in Dresden, where you come from, you also have a very distinguished orchestra, the Dresden Staatskapelle, which is conducted by Christian Thielemann. That's that's absolutely right. We've got several first or second class, uh, very high high level uh, orchestras in Dresden and also a lot of different very high high class uh, choirs it's it's a bit difficult for us to uh, to to find our place in this very diverse landscape but uh, thanks to Eckhart Klemm we we are just a firm part of of the of the culture of the music culture in Dresden which is very rich very rich it's hard to to um well, to to just uh, enjoy only a small part of the cultural life and Dresden as an inhabitant, because you always have to decide: Oh, this this weekend, what am I going to going to hear? Which what am I going to visit? And it's a relatively small city. Well, compared to Johannesburg, uh, <laughs> anyway, yes, sure. Yeah, but but in German terms, is it amongst the sort of middle-sized cities? It's it's got about half a million inhabitants, and it's it's um, from from the the area. It's quite big because it's got lots of wooded areas inside, but it's medium class, yes. But it also it's got its own opera house, Zemper Opera. Yes, and then it's got. Uh, at, at which the Staatskapelle Orchestra performs. That's right. But then you also have another big concert hall. Also. Yes, the, the, the Culture Palace. Uh, it's been built in, in the end 60s and has just recently got a new concert hall with a very fine acoustic. And uh, we, we already uh, performed Mikis uh, Theodorakis' Canto General there and it was an experience, very nice experience there too. Well, we're going to hear your next choice, which is by Robert Schumann. It's the Scherzo and Trio from his Symphony Number no. 2, and it's played by the Dresden Hochschule Orchestra under Professor Eckhard Klemm. Yes, yes, he, he's in there too. That was the Scherzo and Trio from Symphony Number no. 2 by Robert Schumann. It was performed by the Dresden Hochschule Orchestra under Professor Eckhard Klemm, who is the very person 
who's been conducting here in Johannesburg when we did the War Requiem. So that was a very appropriate choice. What about you yourself? What is your own musical background? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I joined the, the school choir, of course. In, uh, where do you come from? Dresden also? No, no, no. no. I, I was born in the, in the western part of Germany and uh, after having moved around in Germany a bit because of my father's job, uh, I ended up in Bonn for 25 years and uh, went to, to uh, upper school there and there I joined the, the school choir and I had some, some piano lessons, not very high level, but, but well, it was fine. Uh, when I uh, stopped the lessons during my stu- study, uh, studying biology, there, um, I found the nicest pieces and, and worked them out for me. That, that was nice. And when I came to Dresden, I never had thought about joining um, a choir, but one of the elder members of the choir came to know me and then she just took me there to the rehearsal and you were part of us from now on. (laughs) And you're hooked. I was hooked, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Except I guess you haven't been doing much singing here in South Africa. Oh, a little bit, yes, yes, sure. A few very, very interesting, little exhausting rehearsals and uh, unfortunately, I couldn't do the the, um, performance itself because of my laryngitis, but... uh, I enjoyed it ne- nevertheless. I, I listened to it and it was the first time I listened to it live uh, and from outside so I could hear the perfect uh, coming together of all the parts of the choir. It was amazing to me. Yeah, it is. It's a very interesting experience when you have been singing in the choir and then instead of singing, you listen. That's right. Because you know all the inner workings of the choir now. Right. Yeah. So it was a very special experience. And I must say, we had very good performance in uh, Johannesburg with a full house, so it was quite exciting. Now, you mentioned that you played the piano. What were your favorite pieces when you, when you had the choice? Uh, well, during the time I had lessons, um, I was told by the teacher what to, to learn. Um, lots of Bach, but also modern pieces, Bartok and Hindemith. Uh, but later on, when I stopped lessons, I concentrated very much on Chopin. And here comes from Chopin now. This is the Fantasy Impromptu in C-sharp minor by Chopin, played by South African pianist Vessel van Weyck. That was the Fantasy Impromptu in C-sharp minor by Friedrich Chopin, played by Vessel van Weyck, the choice of Fred Ditsch, who is my guest in People of Note. He is visiting here from Dresden in Saxony in the old East Germany, as part of a project of the Dresden Zing Academy to come and sing in South Africa, both in Johannesburg and Cape Town, The War Requiem by Benjamin Britten. Now, for us in South Africa, this is a very rare experience because this work has not been performed in South Africa for something like 30 years. Uh, And I should think in the whole history since it was written, it's probably been performed three times in South Africa. So Whoa. this is quite a rare experience for us. Maybe for you, living in more in the center of uh, European culture, you hear works like this more often. Have you sung it before? Yes, we've sung it about five years ago, and uh, also in the, in the Kreuzkirche in Dresden, which is a very, very large uh, old church, and it's one of the largest concert halls in Dresden with about 3,000 
3,500 seats, and um, you can you can uh, you can spread the the performers all over the church. So you you got the the children's choir close to the large organ and the the chamber orchestra with the uh, two male soloists and in the far end of of the large orchestra and the large choir. So that was an experience too. Yes, it was. <clears throat> and just for our listeners' sake, I just want to explain to you that the the Kreuzkirche is a very big church, and the organ is probably it gives me the feeling of being three or four stories up high <laughs> right. at the at the opposite end to the altar in the church. So the children's choir was very high up with the organ, and about maybe thirty meters away from the main choir, we had a small orchestra and two soloists, as Fred was saying. And then the main choir and orchestra uh, at the the east end of the church on built up on platforms, and it was a very special experience because the acoustic there was about a six second echo in there, I think, and the acoustic was amazing. Yeah, it's it's uh, quite a challenge for a choir because uh, you have to pronounce and, and articulate uh, the the text very profoundly to make it uh, understandable to to the auditorium. Yes. But that is a regular performing area for you. Yes, it is. Well, and it's interesting that your next choice is Bruckner, because Bruckner, in a way, writes sort of uh, like organ music for the orchestra. Not yes. particularly this one, which is a scherzo. This is from the Symphony Number no. 3, the scherzo played by the Cleveland Orchestra under Christoph von Dochlanyi. That was the scherzo from the Symphony Number no. 3 by Anton Bruckner. It was played by the Cleveland Orchestra under Christoph von Dochnanyi. One of the amazing things that I found uh, in Germany was that so many of these cities, like Dresden, for example, uh, I guess almost any big city, has got a fantastic history of music. So many of the uh, composers that we take as normal composers have lived and worked in these cities. I mean, I don't know if Bruckner ever went to to Dresden, but many of the people we've been talking about, Schumann, for example, Karl Maria von Weber, all these people lived and worked at some time in Dresden. Well, that comes from the time where the the uh, princes and kings and so forth from the par little parts, little uh, parts of Germany, there was a puzzle, big puzzle of little little areas with all their their um, how to say. Kingdoms, kingdoms, yeah. kingdoms, and so forth. Uh, different states of, of well, rulerships, and they all wanted to to represent themselves as being a cultural, uh, very high level, and they they could afford uh, to to s pay for very good musicians too, um, and that's why why all in all those larger towns there still is, is a large tradition, a long tradition of of very diverse musics. Yes, because I just want to tell our listeners also that while we were in Germany, I took 60 members of the Symphony Choir of Johannesburg to Germany, and we sang the War Requiem in both Dresden and Leipzig. And I went to Leipzig, of course, because we were performing there, and I managed to get to St. Thomas Church, where Bach was, so I could go and pay my homage to Bach. But also, I went to a house where Mendelssohn lived, and there's a fantastic museum there, very interactive museum. 
uh, in his house, which was special. And your next choice is someone else connected, I think, with this part of the world, Karl Maria von Weber. Yes. Uh, he used to live, uh, spend some time, and uh, very close to Dresden, there is a nice uh, natural area called uh, Saxonian Swiss, Switzerland, and uh, there is some uh, well, open-air stage, and people say, Kamaria uh, von Weber was was inspired by this landscape there for his Freischütz. And this is the overture to Der Freischütz. Kamaria von Weber, this is the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra under Antal Dorati. The wonderful overture to Der Freischütz by Kamaria von Weber, that was played by the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra under Antal Dorati. The choice of Fred Ditch, who's my guest in People of Note. He comes from Dresden, and he's going to be... Are you going to be the chairman of the choir? Yes, next spring is planned. The, 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 the now, nowadays still chairman is, is planning to... Well, not at, utterly retire from his office, but uh, he's been there long enough in his office, and uh, we finally... No, he finally found someone to, to replace him. Uh, in function, and that's me. Uh, we're, we're planning to switch offices uh, in, in spring, yes. Now, one of the uh, pieces that you say you've sung uh, before is the Te Deum by Bruckner. Have you? Yes, yes, that was a very, very impressive uh, experience in the Kreuzkirche in Dresden under Sir Colin Davis. There were four or five large choirs, and, and half of the church was just occupied by, by orchestra and, 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 uh, and the choirs. But there were still quite a few people listening to it, and it was amazing. The whole church was just uh, shivering from, from the, the, the Yeah, because it's a big piece. Big piece, yeah. yeah. And do you have a favorite uh, choral music uh, piece that you, I mean, or any of them, it's the one you're working on at the time, I'm sure that's the favorite. <laughs> yes. but, but I've performed this piece several times uh, with distinguished German conductors also, and it's always a, a very special experience. It's the Te Deum by Anton Bruckner. This is the movement called In Te Domine Speravi. Wow. I just want you to imagine that with five seconds or six seconds of echo in the Kreuzkirche in Dresden. But that was the movement in Te Domine Speravi from the Te Deum by Anton Bruckner with the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra and Opera Chorus under Eugen Jochum. The choice of Fred Ditsch, who is my guest in People of Note. That's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027. And welcome to the second hour of People of Note with me, Richard Koch, here on Classic 1027. My guest tonight is Fred Ditsch, who is the vice chairman of the Dresden Zing Academy, who are visiting South Africa at the moment, singing The War Requiem by Benjamin Britten. And your next choice, uh, Fred, is by Rudolf Mauersberger, who seems to be an important person in the history of Dresden and of its music. Yes, he, he was the conductor of the famous Kreuzchor, the, the choir of the, the, the Kreuzkirche in Dresden for more than 40 years and also during the war. And uh, he was doing a very good job. Uh, it, it was not that that difficult before the war, but in the war it, it got more and more difficult. And after the war, uh, or at the end of the war, when Dresden was bombed in, in 1945, 
he lost even 11 of his boys in that uh, firestorm and uh, yes and, and all, all the scores and notes were burned so he wrote a lot for a cappella boys choir and uh, we, we sometimes perform pieces of him in, in, in reminiscence of, of his work and, and his part of the cultural and, and just for our listeners also to say that the Uh, performances of the War Requiem in both Johannesburg and Cape Town were preceded by a piece by Rudolf Mausberger, Wie liegt die Stadt so wüst, which is uh, Why Does the City Lie Desolate? And he wrote this to be performed at the first Easter after the bombing of Dresden, when the city was in complete ruins. And Why Does the City Lie Desolate are the words. And it's a very it's a very powerful motet. Yes, and it, it's connected with very deep emotions. If when you perform it, uh, it's got very strong dynamics, loud, quiet, and and slowly and, and a bit faster, and it always evokes large, emo deep emotions in the auditorium too. I also noticed when we sang it in Germany uh, that there was no applause at the end of it. Even though no one said anything, people do not applaud that piece. No, because it's it's reminding of, of a very sad thing. Uh, of course, at first uh, view that the the bombing of Dresden and the losses of of culture and lives, but also of the whole war, the entire war and and war everywhere in world in the in the world. There's never been a, a time where there was no war in, on on earth. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a very powerful experience to sing it. But this piece by Rudolf Mausberger is called Gott wird abwischen al Tränen. Can you just translate that for us? Uh, God will wipe off our tears. A very appropriate choice by Fred Dietsch. And it's sung by the Dresdner Kreuzkor. That was something of an historic recording of Rudolf Mausberger conducting a piece of his own called God will wipe away all tears uh, from his Dresden Requiem, and that was the Dresden Kreuzchor. That is a boys' choir, and there are several boys' choirs, it seems to me, around Germany. There's the uh, the ones we I know of, the, the Tolzer Knabenchor, there's the Dresden, there's the other Regensburg. Yeah, also from, from I'd say, Thomana. The, Tom, the in uh, St. Thomas uh, in Leipzig. And there's a second one in Dresden, too, from the Catholic Cathedral, the Cathedral Boys, and Regensburger Domspatzen, and so forth. They're, they're so there's quite them, a yes. tradition of children singing in choirs, too. Yes, and the traditions are very old. The, the boys' choir in, 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 um, in Dresden, in the Kreuzkirche, here is more than 800 years old now. And, uh, well, it comes all from, from the, out of the time where um, where where music was uh, a very important part of uh, church life, of religious life. And there, this, the best schools were were kept by the churches. And so they've got the boys there, and they they had to to perform the music for, um, for any religious uh, event. Yes. yes. So it's uh, as it was in Bach's day, for example, yes, where the yes. boys performed. And perhaps we should follow that performance by a movement from the War Requiem, which is connected to the Mauersberger, because we've been 
uh, singing a piece by Marsberger, followed by the War Requiem. So it seems appropriate that you've chosen the Dies Irae, which is a very powerful movement from the War Requiem by Benjamin Britten. This is the London Symphony Orchestra and Chorus under Richard Hickox. That was part of the Dies Irae from the War Requiem by Benjamin Britten, the London Symphony Orchestra and Chorus under Richard Hickox, the choice of Fred Ditch, who's my guest in People of Note. I must say, singing the War Requiem uh, has been a very special experience for us. I think it's a very powerful piece. It surely is. It yeah. surely is. It's, it is a modern piece of music, but uh, it's still got so much emotional parts that people who are not really standing close to modern music will perceive the uh, the meaning and and, and the power and the power. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very emotive piece. It is. It's almost um, filmic in in its it creates pictures. It creates very strong pictures yeah. and also the the traditional requiem with uh, modern with modern poems combined and uh, just confronting them e with each other. That's one yeah, of the very very special. So parts, yeah. I know that the audience who were there I've had many uh, emails and and messages on my phone from people who were there just saying it was such a special experience. So I must thank the members of the Dresden Choir who've been here and members of the, the, the children's choir from Dresden who sang the, the boys' part or the children's part in the Requiem, the, the voices of innocence which come almost from the heavens, as it were. Right. Yeah, It was very special. Um, and now we're going back to your own childhood because you like huh. Chopin, and this That's is right. the Barcarolle in F-sharp major. Thank you so much. The Barcarolle in F-sharp major by Frederick Chopin, played by Anton Nell, the choice of Fred Ditch, who's my guest in People of Note. You yourself are a botanist, I think. Yes, I am, yes. Actually, I've studied biology, but I, I specialized on, on botany, yes. And uh, are you, have you seen some interesting botanical things in South Africa? Um, or you will see uh, Not as many as I'd wish, because I know about the humongous uh, diversity in South Africa, and I, I wished I, I could just spend uh, two months in, in your wilderness. Uh, but I had some, some very nice uh, impressions already, even in Johannesburg, yeah. What do you mean, even in Johannesburg, <laughs> especially in Johannesburg? <laughs> well, people plant things that they like either because they are e easy to grow or because they are exotic. And you find some European trees, yes. wh which are very mm, common in Europe, uh, but very exotic here. So it's not that interesting for me. But there are some some things from Asia or, or, or America here too, which I would not uh, be able to see in, in cold Europe yeah. growing that size, yes. So have you worked as a botanist also? Oh, from time to time, yes, uh, in, in several real small, small um, research projects, yes. But you, uh, you have a rather unusual circumstance where your wife is also a botanist, and she, you're a sort of house father. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kind of, yes, yes. I'm a, a part-time houseman with uh, several voluntary um, jobs and. Uh, 
My wife is the, the scientific leader of the botanical garden in Dresden, of the university there, and uh, that would have been one of my favorite jobs too, but but she got it. She got it. She's, she's a bit older than I am and finished with her studies earlier than I, than me. And uh, she got the job and that's, that's just very big luck to get the, this job because there are about 90 gardens in Germany uh, with about maybe 70 scientific leaders all over. And on every job that, that gets, uh, there's a vacancy, you get 300 people trying to get the job. And we're going to hear in a moment about one of your hobbies is visiting gardens. But we're going to listen to Maria Joao Pires playing A Nocturne by Frédéric Chopin. Maria Joao Pires playing The Nocturne in G minor by Frédéric Chopin. Fred, one of your hobbies, and I know you obviously singing in a choir is an important hobby for you, but another one is taking people on tours of gardens. Yes, I have no problem in talking uh, to people. Well, there are just two of them there or 500. And uh, not to show off, but just to, to share what I know. And uh, my love for nature and my love to nature and, and plants and gardens. Um, th there's a, th just accidentally uh, has been the, the, the occasion of um, accompanying um, touristic tours around Europe, Great Britain, France, Italy, and so forth, uh, by, by bus traveling. And we visit all those wonderful gardens there, and, and I explain them to the people, to groups up to 30 people. And um, I have to, to prepare myself about the, the gardens themselves, because most of them I haven't seen before either. But uh, most of the time I tell them about the plants that they are in the garden. So I think I could, uh, I could do a, a two or three hours guidance in any botanical garden in the world right away because, well, I know a bit about plants. That's my job. Well, and uh, that's why it's a, it's a pity you don't have more time in South Africa because we have some spectacular gardens Very here too. Ones, yes. And um, I hope that you have seen some of them, at least, because they really are quite special. The ones in Europe, uh, mostly, I guess, are in old stately buildings or, or courtly buildings, whereas here many of them are private gardens. Um, just tell us a bit about the, the gardens in Europe. Are they mostly connected to palaces and, and castles and so on? Um, well, the most gardens I've visited... Uh, are in Great Britain, of course, because they've got a very, very diverse garden culture. And th there they are mostly connected to manors or castles, but mostly are private owned, yes. privately owned. And um, the, the owners, they try to finance their, their big estates by letting people having a look at their gardens and their castles. So you have quite a nice life, it sounds to me. Yes, one what, of the best I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your other hobbies? Singing, gardens, and? Oh, I collect everything. <laughs> <laughs> so is your house like a museum? I wouldn't say that, no. I, have to, I had to um, screw down the, the uh, amount of, of room I, I may spend in my, my collections. Everything I got more than four of, um, I started a collection, yes. 
Well, your next choice, and maybe you have a collection of Chopin also. Yes, I have. (laughs) Next choice is the Piano Concerto Number 1. It's the third movement, the Rondo. Jan Hugo is the pianist with the Cape Philharmonic Orchestra. That was the Rondo, the third movement from the Piano Concerto Number 1 in E minor by Frederick Chopin. Jan Hichu was the pianist with the Cape Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Ariane Tin. The choice of Fred Ditch, who's my guest in People of Note. Fred has been visiting South Africa as part of the Dresden Zing Academy, who've been here to take part in performances of the War Requiem. Now, one of the other things that you did while you were in South Africa was to visit um, schools and to sing for schools, and the orchestra played in in schools in Soweto, and you had a tour of Soweto. I think this is an important part of the the visit here also, is that you see parts that perhaps normal tourists would not see. Normal tourists would not go into schools, and I think that's an important thing that you've done. That was a very important thing. It was part of... uh the whole project, uh, as it was funded by some some official uh, institutions uh, like the Goethe Institute and um, the Foreign Ministry, and uh, I I would have done it anyway with or without funding. Funding. Uh, it was such an interesting uh, experience to see those South African children all together, and they. They were so glad to see and hear us, and they presented a bit of their music to us too, and and it was a fantastic atmosphere there. It was really, and I, you know, it would be wonderful if more uh, tourists to South Africa could do similar things to that, to hear children in their own setting. And I know because you at the Dresden Zing Academy, you have a children's choir who are also there singing for the other children. I think it's a very important link that. Uh, we can make links between countries because where there are more links, there will be less war. Because as we were saying earlier, there's throughout history, there's never been a time when there hasn't been war. And what we need is more peace so that people can make music and make art and make gardens because these are peaceful activities. They're very peaceful activities and they help very much um, building up um, an attitude towards peace and against war. And that's so important to bring especially young people together for this purpose. And it's very important hearing that coming from someone who lives in Dresden, a city which was absolutely devastated by the war. And I see images now uh, from Syria and places like this, which remind me very much of Dresden, where you see these cities absolutely obliterated. And you wonder how people like in Dresden, for example, came back after the war and said, we're going to rebuild our city. That must have been quite something. They started astonishingly fast after the, the destruction. Well, they had to find a place to live. And uh, unfortunately, the socialist system that, that took place there, they took over uh, the, the organization and planning of the town, was not really uh, good for the, the entire uh, reconstruction, but after reunification of Germany, there has been a lo- big movement to to re- reinstall the the old structures of the town. And I think that they've done a fantastic job. And uh, I spent a week recently in Dresden, and I can just recommend it from a tourist point of view. It's just such a beautiful city, right on the Elbe River, 
and uh, I spent a wonderful week there making music with you guys and just enjoying your beautiful city. And your final choice in the program is by Anton Bruckner, your, one of your favorite composers, and this is from his Symphony Number no. 2, the Scherzo and Trio, again played by the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra under Ricardo Chailly. You've been listening to the Scherzo and Trio from the Symphony No. 2 by Anton Bruckner. It was played by the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra under Ricardo Chailly. And that was the final choice of Fred Ditch, who has been my guest in People of Note. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being in South Africa with your choir and your choir director, Eckhard Klem. Thank you for bringing the Children's Choir and the Dresden Zing Academy. And we hope that this will be the beginning of a long friendship between Dresden and Johannesburg. Well, it was a big pleasure to come here to to spend this project with you together and the hosting in, in South Africa is just amazing for us Europeans who like to be hosts too, but uh, we just felt at home right away. It, it was a big pleasure for us. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And thank you to Pete for helping us put this program together. And thank you all at home for listening. I hope you'll listen again next week at the same time, 6 p.m. on a Sunday evening. But also during the week, I'm here with full works from 8 to 11 every night. So I hope you have a great week. And don't forget to stay tuned to Classic 1027.